Well, I'm looking at a freshly poured glass of wine, and it's late because, you know, this bitch is late. So that can only mean one thing. You are back for another episode of Who That Rises Up, Sports Talk with a Gay Twist. And I've managed to find my sister so we can record this episode, so I'm happy. Like <laughs> she had to locate me like I was missing on a milk carton from fucking where. Bitch, you like where in the world is coming San Diego? This that day. show was cute, bitch. I used to watch it on the PBS, honey. That was cute. Don't you fuck up like that? That's uh-huh. uh, <laughs> I am, of course, Kenny Ray. And of course, the ratchet late bitch that you hear in the other is Glenn Reeves. And you oh, no. for this program, for this lovely queer slice of heaven. <laughs> well, speaking of lovely program, y'all saw what happened. I'm just going to get into it because I could not wait. You know, this has been on my spirit since Saturday, Sunday. First uh, of all, I can tell I'm getting old because I thought the championship games was Saturday. Bitch waited on TV, was watching basketball. And I was like, oh, no, it's time for uh, it's time for uh, the championship game. Bitch, championship game, say, look for me. I looked at the schedule, say, Sunday. I said, now, this bitch needs to do better. You know what? I, I would make fun of you, but I did the same damn thing. Because <laughs> I'm sitting at home just posted, waiting for the championship game. I'll say it at the championship game. Oh. Go find you something to do, sis. <laughs> Everything in my spirit told me that it was going to be one game on Saturday and one on Sunday. Uh, I'm showing up, set up there, looking for that game on Saturday. Did the same thing. <laughs> I said, well, look, let me grab my purse. I guess not. Uh, <laughs> grab my purse. Um... But let's let's discuss because y'all know Sunday rolled around and I was like, this is the matchup. This is what the world has been waiting for. Well, hmm. <laughs> what we got is Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. This is what we got. That's true. Lamar Jackson. <laughs> I'm just gonna get into it because I'm my nerves. And y'all, y'all know I was giving him his flowers. I said, you know what? It's his time. It is he's showing up. He did his thing, and. I don't know what happened. I don't know where he thought he was. I don't know what game he thought he was playing. Because the Ravens all season long were used to just coming in and bulldozing folks. They just, Lamar Jackson was running for six or 70 yards. Uh, Zay Flowers was doing his thing. And then they managed to realize that Patrick Mahomes was in the building. Mm. And don't get me wrong. It was not a blowout. But if you watch the entire game family, to me it was. And let me decide, let me dissect that. Watching Lamar Jackson play was like watching junior varsity play because I think he, I was like, did you forget that you were playing football? Like the Chiefs didn't play their best football. They didn't. They played enough to beat you and you made a few, well, let me not lie, a lot of costly errors, but mm-hmm. the Chiefs didn't play A plus football to beat you. Yeah. I mean, I'm not gonna go as far as to say he looked like JV, but dude, he stopped running. There was one play he was—he had a whole stretch of field. He just slowed down. Like what you was slowing down for? Well, so I'm and in I know the, the ground that, was wet and it was raining. Well, I mean that's that's when you're supposed to run the ball, and that's what that's what my my issue was. What the fuck kind of game plan did Jim Harbaugh and the Ravens walk he in didn't there? He didn't have one. He didn't have one. I, they they literally t- changed their whole personality as an offense, like before this game. And for life of me, I can't understand why. I you know like they, they only, only ran they, eighteen the entire game. They ran eight. No, I'm sorry. The first half they ran eighteen running plays. Eighteen. 
No, they ran. They ran. They handed the ball off to running back six times throughout the whole game. Gus Edwards. That's it. Six, six rushing attempts through the whole game. Six. And you are a run-first offense. That is. What I, you I was. Do. Just, I was so confused. I was like, "Why do they keep?" First of all, we. You know, I. I said at the beginning of the season, the story of the Chiefs this year was going to be their defense. Specifically, they had a very good pass rush up front. And so you're going to turn Lamar Jackson into a five-step drop pocket passer <laughs> in this game? Failed miserably. <laughs> this is when you decide to do that? I was just so confused. I was so conf- incredibly confused. I just, I don't know. Like, I, I mean, I, you know, I, I think Lamar, Lamar Jackson will, you know, get his share of the blame. But I don't think them coaches put him in a very good position to to succeed. No, they didn't. And I'm watching it. And then Zay Flowers, you know, did, like, were you the only wide receiver on the team? Like, okay. Like, I get it. You threw in that in the fourth quarter, you did this dink and dunk to Odell. I said, well, damn. Welcome to the ball game, the other receivers. <laughs> I forgot he was on the field. I ain't gonna lie to you. <laughs> like there was Mark Andrews made his uh, made his triumphant return to 16 yards. Like Justice Hill had two receptions for 22. Like, but Zay Flowers, granted, had the big play in the beginning of the game. Granted, that is very true. Mm-hmm. But then he made two costly errors. And I'm like, okay, so why don't you try somebody else? You got everybody know you're throwing to him now. Or I literally I was watching that game. In the bar, and I'm literally yelling at the screen, run the fucking ball. Run the ball. I just I feel like it's like, why have they gone away from it? Run the ball. Keep Patrick Mahomes off the field. Y'all are a good running football team. Mm-hmm. Run the and ball. it's raining, so why not run the ball? Yeah, run the ball. Set up for a play-action play here and there for a chunk play, but run the ball. That's what y'all do. I was just confused. I was I was so confused. Between Justice Hill, Gus Edwards, and then Lamar, y'all had about 200 yards in. You, you do it every game. Right. Y'all and the fact it that it wasn't a blowout is a testament to the fact that the Ravens are a very good team because it should have been a blowout. It should have been. It should have been a blowout the way that they played. I just kept going, what am I watching? Is everybody okay? Yeah, I don't know. And Jim, don't know. Joe, John Harbaugh was just sitting on the field, just looking strange in the face. I said, I, I got the same look as you, bro. <laughs> what are we going to do? <laughs> it's just, it's, uh, they look, and, I, and like, finally, I was like, well, I don't get paid millions to think for football, so let me shut the fuck up. I don't know. Right. Well, I mean, now they're all looking at each other like it's a pop quiz. I'm like, it's <laughs> 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 so confused. So confused. And now their defensive oh, coordinator has been hired by the Seattle Seahawks. Well, that was the end of that. And I don't, I don't think that's a bad hire because I don't think the defense. No, I don't think they. No. Yeah, I think the defense played relatively well. Yeah, they, um, held, think, they held Kansas City to 17 points. Yeah. I mean, and you know, Patrick Mahomes is gonna be Patrick Mahomes. Like he's gonna make those plays here and there. It's you know, Travis Kelsey's gonna find a way to find you know, empty empty spaces in zone coverage. Yeah, it's just it just is what it is. And I so I think they played well, especially in the second half. But I mean, for God's sakes, I was just like, y'all. And 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 then on top of that, you know, 
on top of all that, the game really came down to was it was it Flowers that fumbled the ball and then stood over the right man. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, and it just stupid plays like that. But really, the, I mean, really, it was the fumble in the end zone because that was I mean, it was kind of. I think that was the turning pocket. point of the game as well. It pretty much. I mean, I think the game already turned. I think that was a nail in the coffin. At that point, it was like, yeah, y'all gonna lose. <laughs> like I literally said that sitting in the bar, I was like, well, they about to lose this game. Mm-hmm. And this. And then when he threw the the last, I think it was one of the last few plays of the game. He threw the, which really just sealed it and, you know, buried, buried them, was when he, Lamar Jackson threw it in triple coverage. I said, did you see anybody um, in there yeah. that looked like you? Now, that one he has to own completely because I don't know what he saw that I didn't. But <laughs> I saw three Chiefs players and one Raven muddled in between. <laughs> I said, so I know uh, three. You just hope that somebody was going to catch it at this point that looked like you because I didn't see nobody. Well, I think at that point it was just it was just you know despair and, and also, just coming for something. There were two plays, and I take that back. Now I know Odell was fast back in the day. I get it. <laughs> that was three uh, ACLs ago, child. <laughs> but there were two deep plays. I said, "Who catching that?" And they kept saying incomplete pass to Odell Buckham. I said, "Y'all keep saying this day. Is that really Tim? He trying to throw too?" Uh-huh. <laughs> Because I know that he used to be fast and one-handed catches back into the I know all of that. But we talking, you're right, three ACL surgeries ago, and I know. <laughs> she ain't that fast no more. <laughs> she still got, you know, she still got some pep in her step, but she ain't that fast, children. Yeah, I'll be, surprised if he's, I'll be surprised if he's in the league next year, to be honest with you. If he is, he's not going to be paid very much. Well, I mean, yeah. Well, I guess. So, I mean, well, and like I said, I big ups to the Baltimore Ravens. I'm not taking anything from your season, but we all know, as they say, like like uh, Marcus Spears says, you don't get anything for second place. I say, well, that's fucked up, but very true. It's true, and I'm sorry. I kind of have to. I kind of have to give it to them on this because, I mean, they blew a golden opportunity to go to the Super Bowl. They had like, all the pieces. All the pieces were there. You've got this outstanding elite team. You had home field advantage. You got the Chiefs on what is is for them. They looked they looked human. They looked beautiful. Mm-hmm. And you get them at home in your place. And you had to play, and, and you played Tampa first. <laughs> Not Tampa. I'm sorry. You played uh, Houston first, a team that wasn't even supposed to be there. So. It was just like it was just like laid out there for you, and you know it's not going to happen like this. It's not going to happen like this again. I mean, this is just this is just a squandered opportunity. The Chiefs aren't going anywhere. They're going to have to deal with a lot of hard salary cap, uh, uh, cap questions going into next year. So the team is not going to be the same. Um, that defense has gotten old fast. Yeah, they went down. <laughs> even though they went down hard, there was a few injuries. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, you know, you still got to, at this point. I ain't gonna even lie to you. Like Tony Gonzalez said, he was on uh, he was on NFL Live on, and he said you got to you, you between paying Patrick, you're gonna have to pay Isaiah, you're gonna have to pay Rashi, and now you're gonna have to pay Travis. There's some decisions that's gonna have to be made. Well, I mean, I, I'm talking about the Ravens because they kind of pay oh, a lot yeah. of people too. Yeah, they gotta pay a lot of people too. Um. So you didn't pay you, know, you didn't pay Lamar. Right. 
which is fine. Don't get oh, me wrong, which is fine. Like it is fine. I think that they, I mean this was the this was the year where they, they I mean they could have struck while the iron was hot. And I think they just dropped the ball. I, I just I mean, I know a lot of people calling it a choke job. <sighs> I there was there wasn't a mountain that because they obviously paid very tense, you know, just there's some stupid penalties here and there, you know, trying to force a play, which led to the turnover. Um, but the fact of the matter is that that whatever that the coaching scheme or plan or whatever they decided that they were going to do going into that game was stupid. It was just horrible. Like they literally played to their weakness. <laughs> what they're not good at and gave the Chiefs a way to attack with their strength. It just uh-huh. didn't make any sense whatsoever. It just didn't. I it, I just I didn't understand it all. All right, well, we'll get into that a little more as we talk until she did that. But oh, she don't have a job. You, I, <laughs> you know, and Kenny said this maybe a week or two ago. Uh, and I'm beginning to think so, but then there was a new report out that I'll get into in a second. And I'm speaking of Bill Belichick, who still does not have an NFL job. And he won't either. <laughs> and I think Kenny was right in saying, y'all, that I think the NFL has passed Bill Belichick up. And he didn't notice it because he was stuck in New England. <laughs> right. Well, they took me to kissing his ass. But now it's like... <laughs> I said, but before I go delve into that, there was a report earlier on ESPN, and then it came on Bleacher Report that says, you know, the the Bill Belichick is not is is holding out hope, but Jerry Jones isn't either. Jerry Jones is, you know, isn't either. There's maybe a space for him and Cowboys. I say, so two old men sitting on a rocking chair trying to figure out how to run a football team. That okay. sounds like a great idea. Right. Y'all about to install all kinds of like safety rails <laughs> in the bathrooms and. <laughs> Bill Belichick ninety and Jared Jones is one hundred and ten. Yep. Fuck. <laughs> and then Tom Brady chimes in and says he still has a lot of coaching left. You shut the fuck up. Right. Right. <laughs> like we don't need to hear nothing else from you. <laughs> We've been good without yo yo comments, questions, and concerns. You pay child support and shut the fuck up. Right. You've already shown that your judgment is not to be uh <laughs> shit. Talk about he got a lot of coaching left. Where? <laughs> he better go call Nick Saban see what the fuck they doing together. Right. You know what you ain't got a lot of left? <laughs> a wife. Wife as fuck. <laughs> Missing a little wife there, ain't you? About you got, you got a lot of coaches. Coach yeah, you got you plenty of time to be sharing your. You got plenty of time to be sharing his opinions these days. I see. <laughs> he, got, he was on top, and I literally he said, "Yeah, he's got." A, I think he still got that fire in his belly. I was like, "You shut the fuck up! Ain't nobody talking to you." We didn't so, call for Tom Brady. Sweetie, that's indigestion. <laughs> Man is ninety. Fuck is he coaching? Heartburn. Right. <laughs> yeah, I swear to God, if I was Bill Belichick, I'd have took my coins and went sat the fuck down so fast. I'd have gave my own self a fucking retirement party. Right. Talk about going to coach again. I think not. <laughs> well, I mean, it's like, okay. Like, the obvious is he's ancient. We can start there. And he's he wants gotten... a team he can mold and build. I say we tried that. That didn't work. Right. 
You ain't got time to be molding and building nothing. You know what I'm <laughs> Train is pulling into the station, Bill. I need you to calm the fuck down. Right, right. Like, go join Jimmy Johnson down in Key West and call it a day. But like, <laughs> go be a senior consultant. They pay to do that. I know they do. <laughs> Look, that's what Bill Parcells did in the end. Go do that. Like, yeah. They pay, um, he will pay you handsomely to do that. You always try to stand on somebody's sideline. Shut the fuck up. Well, on top of that, he don't want to relinquish control of any, anything, too. And but that's why I know that this whole, all this, this talk about him and Jerry Jones, that shit ain't going to work. Jerry Jones ain't giving up control of nothing. He should. Have all Alzheimer's together. That sounds like a Right. Run. He should, but he won't. <laughs> he should, but he won't. So that ain't going to work. Look, Bill going to have to fight all of Jerry's 13 kids, so that, that ain't going to work. Listen, and I told you, I told you, let them hit announce that Bill Belichick will be the next coach of the Atlanta Falcons. I swear to God, I was going to act a fucking fool. I was just going to go, I was going to go to the game just so I could boo. I was gonna... <laughs> what we got now? Right. I'm just going to start buying t-shirts for the opposing team every game. <laughs> just see them sit right close to the sidelines so y'all can see my distaste and my distrust. <laughs> when they run out the tunnel, he walking. Oh, right. Like, oh, I didn't know you were from Arizona. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> next week I'm from Georgia. Look, next week I'm from Dallas. It's the right. hard, you know. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> Anybody got that kind of fucking energy? I'm just saying. I think, in all opinion, and somebody had an argument with you. He though he won six Super Bowls. He had Tom Brady. Let me point point out a a very important part of the sentence that you just said. If you notice, everything was in past tense. (laughs) (laughs) It was. I just said that. Fair assessment. Oh God, he's already ruined. He's already ruined Mac Jones' career, which little he like, you know, Mac Jones never have a real job in the NFL ever again, thanks to Bill Belichick. You know that poor baby. Like, I, I truly do feel sorry for him. Like, Bill Belichick's gonna fuck up his career and leave. <laughs> and peace out. Now nah, I'm ruined. I ain't got no job. Now they're gonna pick up my fifth year option. I can't even go work. I can't even be at the UFL. See how this shit is rough. <laughs> this is just bad. Who uh, get somebody back up next year? It'd be fine, but um, but yeah, no. Nah, the, the sun has set. Yeah, the curtain has closed. And I don't know. And it, well, there were uh, there's some talk today talking about he should take a gap year. <laughs> well, they also say he should be a TV consultant. I say y'all give him too many jobs. I'd say retirement, bro. Yeah. You have earned enough money to pay Bill you. Bill Belichick, a TV consultant. Have we not watched his press conferences for decades now? <laughs> I mean, they're going to have to put up uh, uh, cue cards, some shit, because it's going to be rough. They need to learn. They can't stick everybody behind these damn desks and think that it's going to work <laughs> out. Jobs, I'm about to read right. It's Y'all, bad enough we had to say, you remember the Ray Lewis uh, experiment when they had him on there. You saw that last like, mm-hmm. a season. Because <laughs> you know Tom Brady, yeah, just before I move on, Tom Brady has announced that he will be joining Fox next year. I said, oh, fuck. Okay, I'm about to say, what happened to that contract? Because I know he had one. He I said, because he, the Foxy, Foxy wasted money. But never mind, here he come. She uh, must we'll be bo- look, she must be bored. I think Gronk is doing a good job. He is. On Fox. He is, and I'm very proud of him. But it, mm-hmm. it bring, look, 
he, everybody, like you said, everybody need not be behind nobody's desk. Mm-hmm. We'll leave, on it. leave it alone. Speaking of <laughs> leave it alone, can the t- <sighs> I'm going to switch to NBA really quickly, y'all, just because I am so tired. And I love, like I said, I have grown to love LeBron James. He is an icon. He, But can he stop fighting with Dylan Brooks and Dylan Brooks stop fighting with him? First of all, why is this boy fighting? Okay, yeah. Why is Badia fighting like... with Why is Badia fighting? <laughs> I'm so tired of her. It's like, you are literally LeBron James. Why are you fighting with this boy? <laughs> <laughs> Every time y'all see each other, y'all got air and y'all chest and want to fight. What is happening? <laughs> you two motherfuckers don't sit down. <laughs> LeBron James 6'10, you 5'2, y'all want to fight. Shut up. <laughs> Come on, hold me back. Hold me back. No, let him go. <laughs> <laughs> then he popped LeBron in the face, and now we talking back and forth. That's why I said, Why am I feeling like I'm watching two cheering fights? Stop. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that serious. <laughs> I just wanted to say that. And I put it in my slays of the week just because it's funny to me. Because now they recently the Lakers played the uh recently the Lakers played the Rockets and they went fighting again. Do, do y'all <laughs> you bitches ain't got nothing to do? Well, he like because he made that comment. Was it was it last year in the playoffs and he made a comment he was calling LeBron? Oh yeah. And he still ain't got over that shit. But wait, did you see LeBron laying on the ground holding his eye? I said, so, what's wrong? <laughs> why is you on the flow? Why is this little bitty boy, look, why is this little bitty boy man fighting you? What is the problem, baby? <laughs> you this big burly ass man and you let this little girl beat you. This is awful. <laughs> this is awful, children. <laughs> this, is bad. this little girl beat up on you. <laughs> this is abuse. At this point, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, but this is abuse at this point. <laughs> this little girl peed on you. This is tired. It's tired for the for the community and the NBA community. We are tired. <laughs> Look, we are tired. Every time we look up, y'all, every, you won't get air in your chest, and she rouses you up every time she see you. Y'all got a secret relationship we don't know nothing about. Y'all, you never know, cause cause she is she is mad, honey. <laughs> <laughs> no shade, she mad at Nicki Minaj and Megan Thee Stallion. Huh? She is upset. Oh god, sidebar, sidebar. Listen, sidebar, sidebar, Nikki. Girl, are you okay? <laughs> you need a hug. <laughs> Girl, are you okay? Like, what is you going through? <laughs> like, what is I ain't gonna lie, honey. Megan, let you have it, honey. I ain't going <laughs> Okay, so first of all, Megan Sally did did have her like drop the mic moment because that shit hiss. Baby, if y'all my, ain't I listen to that twelve times, honey. Let, I think I said let, I go to work by now. Children, if y'all ain't listening to that song. Megan Thee Stallion been holding on to some shit. She had to get off her chest, and she did in the best way. <laughs> I'm not that woman, dead mama, honey. That'll break out okay. of the anybody. Okay. Megan Thee Stallion just walked in, slapped her dick on the table, and said, what? <laughs> <laughs> now, Nicki Minaj, the bitch wasn't even talking about you. <laughs> right. <laughs> bitch, what about you? Why are you talking about you? <laughs> Same thing you know, I your grandma used to tell you. Dylan, leave that fucking woman alone. 
Listen, you know your grandma used to tell you you throw a rock in a in a, in a uh, pack of dogs and one that hits the holler. Yeah, that's Nicki Minaj. Because the bitch didn't even she ain't mention your name. She ain't say nothing about you. As far as I know, she ain't got no problem with you. But right. you got to now. You want to do a diss track and nobody asked for her. <laughs> <laughs> ain't it silent? It, it went. It hit the water like a rock, bitch. It was straight to the bottom. I said, "Oh no." <laughs> Gay culture one on one, lead them hoes alone. Right, like, and this, and that's the one you want to mess with because I swear, Megan will eat you up. But and everybody from here to China say, "Nigga, you need to hold lead them churn alone, honey. <laughs> Get too old for that." These then nobody call for you. Nobody called for you. Like King said on Atlanta, this is nobody sitting for you. Can't call your name. I don't. I listened to the track. I don't think remember specifically. She was talking about you. She I, wasn't. She wasn't. She was not talking about her at all. Now you mad? Now look. Now she you was mad? Like, she didn't mention her name. She didn't allude to her. She didn't send a subtweet. It, she was not talking about Nicki Minaj. She didn't say nothing about that girl. <laughs> now you want to. Now you want to have an attitude. And write diss tracks and 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 talk about you got girl. Go sit out. Y'all getting too old for that nigga. They go get you. Right, you need to worry about your rapist husband. <laughs> not, not a girl came and said you need to break his law. I said, "Oh fuck, here we go." See, the girl told you leave me alone. She ain't learned. I don't know if you saw Remy Ma already got her ass together. Like I don't. She ain't learned her lesson when she was ah, like, uh, you with her. These, girl, these women ain't scared of you just because you make them notch. These women ain't scared of you. The, they will fight uh, you in the street. They might gang up on you and beat your ass together. Girl, you might want to lead them to alone. Listen. Listen. <laughs> Dylan, lead them to alone. <laughs> but anyway, I just say, I think well, that. What are we talking about? LeBron and Dylan. So, so okay, like I right. Said, <laughs> Dylan, lead that, lead that man alone. <laughs> he's twice, he's three times your size. Lead that little man alone. Right. He is closer to retirement than you are. And also, you, uh, LeBron, like, you are literally one of the greatest to ever play the game. You are obviously fight with a little girl. Like, like, like quite literally, you are a part of basketball history that cannot be written without you. Please stop. Please stop studying this little boy. Because if, if history books are written, they ain't going to write her name in it. They are right. writing your ass. Couldn't point him out if he walked in my door right now. Shit. Now, you got, I, now every time y'all get in the streets, y'all rile each other up like, what's going right. down somewhere? If he walked to my door right now, I'd be like, police. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Well, that. with that being said, baby, it's time for one of my favorite segments. You know, because it tickles me. It does. It does. And then, since I have been tickled by uh, uh, the, the, the squabble between big and little. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> fuck. Sure, we're going to hear about it again. Because that picture is etched in my mind. Before I move, that, that LeBron Lamb dropped holding his eye. Did she punch you? It's too, too big for that. <laughs> did, she get a step and, stool? did she get a step stool to hit you? Right. <laughs> like your mama, your daddy said, do you want me to whip your ass or you going to go out there and whip my ass? You better go outside and whip my ass. So do something. <laughs> it is time for my favorite segment, ladies and gentlemen, boys and gays, all things in between. It is time for all she did that. Yeah. Baby, she did it well. And let me just say this. Big ups and respect to the Detroit Lions and Dan Campbell and company. Y'all went to San Fran and almost dethroned. That was heartbreaking. I, it I was, because I really wanted Detroit to win. I'm not going to lie. 
I found myself cheering to them, uh, you know, at halftime, and then, you know, <laughs> shit went sideways. <laughs> oh, gosh. I, I sympathize. With them. I think that it was a very good. Well, it Dan, like I said, even though they lost toward the end, in which they did lose, Dan Campbell pretty he didn't get out coached. He just made some few rookie coach championship mistakes. Should I say if that makes sense? Uh, you know, going this is your first time that y'all haven't been there since 1957. I say, oh, good. Well, like, I mean, it's a, it's a part of Dan Campbell's brand is, you know, he wants to be aggressive and, you know, he wants to win the game playing football. And, you know, the analytics all showed that, like, you know, the fourth down, the, the fourth down plays that he went forward or whatnot, they were 50-50 toss-ups. And he just unfortunately didn't win any of those toss-ups. <laughs> Very well true. But, I mean, I kind of see it as a judgment call. I didn't think any of them were particularly reckless. I mean, I, maybe going for the points at the halftime would have would have probably been preferable. Um, but also at the same time, you know, we're, we're also assuming, we're, we're making an assumption that, you know, field goals aren't automatic. And a lot of no, times we, we forget that. Um, and so there may be something about the, the kicker that we don't know, that he knows, or whatever the case may be. Uh, all I don't know is that, yeah, I, I think that this is one of those situations where it's going to be a whole camp of people that were saying, oh, my God, Dan Campbell messed up, and blah, blah, blah. He gave the game away. And there are other people who are going to respect him for, for being aggressive and being bold. Um, I kind of fall somewhere in the middle. Um, but, you know, I just – I think that – I think that I think that Detroit overachieved to begin with. I think they're a very good team. I never thought that this was their year. Um, I didn't expect them to get past uh, L.A. To be honest with you, um, but uh, yeah, they put up a great fight. Like I, 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 you know, I enjoyed the game. I enjoyed watching them. And I think you oh, know, absolutely. San Francisco has been one of the better, if not best, teams in the league all year. So it was a tall order, you know, in San Francisco. Um, yeah. I think, you know, now, Brock Purdy, now you're in the spotlight. This is, you know, Kyle Shanahan and company. This is where you wanted to go. The last time y'all was there and y'all and y'all won, who was their quarterback when they won the last time? A few years ago. Who, San Francisco? Yeah. They didn't win in, you know, they didn't win a Super Bowl in forever. They went to a Super Bowl with Colin Kaepernick. Remember they lost? What it was a few years ago, right when I moved back home, they was oh Kansas City did win that game. That is correct. Yeah, you, no, they lost. Right. Yeah, they lost. Yeah. Sorry about that. You are right. That is true. Um, I thought it was. I thought it was. Um, I thought it was Kansas, uh, San Francisco. But now you're here again. As we said again a few years ago, they made it happen. Um, the championship games this year didn't don't owe me anything though. I mean, they owe me uh, Lamar Jackson in the damn uh, Super Bowl, but because I don't want to look at uh, Travis Kelsey and company. But I take that. I, back. I mean, I agree with that. I kind of got excited about like a, a ratchet like Super Bowl if Detroit and Baltimore would have won. They listen. Wouldn't that have been a ratchet like 
Blue that collar like freak Nick tail, like that. That'd been like freak Nick ninety three, bitch. It'd have been on and popping with us as the as the halftime show. It'd have been rolling out, child. Vegas would have been, <laughs> baby. Everybody in Detroit would have had their number, bitch. Oh, child, like yeah, Vegas would was not ready for this. <laughs> There'd have been a whole lot of black folks. <laughs> <laughs> Every black folk this side of the Mason Dixon, honey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Right, and Detroit, you know, Detroit was ready. So was, so was be more. Yeah, no, that both. Like, yeah, I mean, you got the DMV area, Detroit. Like, yeah, it would have been. It was gonna be. It's gonna be ratchet. It's gonna be fun. Um, but you know, it, it is what it is. Uh, at the end of the day, I do think San Francisco was, you know, my chosen favorite to come out of NFC all year. So I'm not surprised. Um, I didn't think the Chiefs were going to pull it together the way that they did, honestly. Mm, true. So and they, they, okay. Go ahead. Sorry. I'm just saying they, they, they. I mean, this is this is probably their most notable playoff run to me, having to go to Buffalo. And defeat them, and then go to Baltimore and defeat them. I mean, they they overcame some really good football teams in their stadium. I mean, that's a Agreed. lot. That's that's a big deal. So if they happen to pull out this Super Bowl win, it's, it's going to be a lot of interesting conversation. Agreed. So we do have a question. Her name is Sandra from Santa Clara. Whose Super okay. Bowl is it to lose? The Chiefs or the 49ers? 49ers. The 49ers for sure. 49ers have all the pieces. They have put together this team specifically to win a Super Bowl. They've performed. They've shown that they were the cream of the crop of the NFC throughout this year. Brock Purdy was in the MVP discussions all year. The Chiefs are the ones who are considered to have overachieved this year. Because, you know, they had that run where they lost those couple games and they looked very gettable and Correct. i don't think that many people saw them being able to put this together to to make it to the super bowl so even though they are the chiefs and they're a dynasty right now i think this is one of those few instances where they are playing with house money i think san francisco is the, it's theirs to lose and i think the pressure is more on them to be honest with you listen i just uh I'm I am wishing for a San Francisco win, you know, because uh, I remember the days of Joe Montana and Jerry Rice. And like I said, Jerry Rice, not Weiss, sorry. Uh, but you're right. They have all the pieces. The Debo Samuel, the Christian McCaffrey, uh, Brock Purdy. Yeah. Huh? Bosa. Bosa yeah. yeah, yeah like, so you're right. They do have all the pieces for this win. Uh yeah. So yeah, I just I think it's you're right. San Francisco's to lose. Um, oh, we do have the one that makes sense, uh, and I think you answered it earlier here, Marcus from Bmore. He does have a question. What do you think is next for the Ravens? Should they? You think they'll repeat? Uh, um. That's a difficult um, because their road is a lot more difficult in the AFC than it would be in the NFC because obviously the Chiefs aren't aren't likely to go anywhere anytime soon. 
I don't believe the Bills are going to go anywhere soon, um, but it does kind of feel like their window is closing. But there's still, I mean, there's still a conversation to be had about them. Right. Um, who knows what the Dolphins could have been had they stayed healthy this year? I mean, they they were, I mean, they were like rattled with injuries by the time they played the Chiefs in the divisional game. Um, not to mention they had to play in two degree weather, but. I mean, they, I mean, they, they, they had horrible injuries on both sides of the ball, and so yeah, I mean, the Chiefs won the game fair and square. That's that's the game of football. It's a game of progression. But if they, if they, if they were healthy, you know, that's that's a team that you you have to pay attention to. Right, you have to pay attention. Absolutely. Right, uh, as we see, they already lost their defensive uh, coordinator, who is going to be the head coach of Seattle Seahawks. That's what happens when you have a successful program is your your coaches get poached. We saw the same thing in Philadelphia. Um, so I it, it's, it's difficult to say that they will repeat. I do think they will be a playoff team. Um, and I do think they will be in the conversation. Um, but I can't say confidence that they'll repeat because this is going to be a hard one to come back from um and they gotta make a lot of salary cap decisions this year um so they're not going to be as good as the team that you saw this year that's the reason why it was so disappointing it was i mean it was literally i mean this was the opportunity mm-hmm. um, and it's not going to be there next year um so that it's going to be a, de- a definitely a harder road so I'm gonna to answer a question now. I'm gonna say I don't think they're gonna. I don't think they're gonna repeat. I think they'll be a playoff team. Um, but you know, they could be wrong. Obviously, it's extremely early. We haven't gotten to any of the offseason moves. The coaching carousel is still going on, and they haven't even begun to deal with you know free agency and all that kind of stuff. But I, I just don't see them getting another opportunity like this with home field advantage the way that it was set up for them the way it was set up for them yeah i don't i don't see it yeah so i i'm with you i just don't see i don't i don't see where this was the next step was here it was yours it was meant for you and you to be honest you squandered it Mm -hmm. it was squandered for you so um, yeah, that's what I feel to believe. Uh, we do have one last NBA fan question, uh, and it's a, it's an interesting one. Uh, and it's from Ryan. Ryan is from Dallas, Texas. Ryan would like to know, the current scoring of the NBA with all players scoring like 60, 70 points, is it good for the game or is it bad for the game? And what, the question was, is it changing the game? But I guess in a sense it's the same thing. Is it good for the game or is it bad for the game? Um... I don't think that it's changing the game. Um, I think that we've actually seen a little bit of the game start to come back a little bit to the middle in the sense that bigs are starting to actually become relevant again, but that's because they expect bigs now to have some ball skills and to be able to shoot the ball and whatnot. You know, obviously the days of the back to the back, the back to the basket, you know, post up big. It's never going to come back. But 
it is nice to see that the bigs becoming relevant and a big part of the game again. Um, I think with the proliferation of the three point, the three point uh, shot, and that's kind of the Steph Curry effect. Yeah, we're going to see this. It's not going to change anybody uh, any anytime soon. Do I think it's hurting the game? Absolutely not. And the reason why is because one thing that I will say the NBA has done very well is it produces stars and it lets its stars drive the league's popularity. Um, and it's done that very well ever since Michael Jordan. Um, and so that's what people want to see. Like, you know, they want to see scoring. They want to see that uh, the, uh, they, they want to see these these type of performances. Um, so I'm nowhere. I'm not a, a, a basketball purist. I don't, you know, yearn for the days of the 90s where you could like close on somebody for like going too hard in the paint. <laughs> I don't want to see, you know, like the 90s Knicks with Anthony Mason and Charles Oakley right. and John Starks, <laughs> people that they couldn't shoot a basket if it was like two feet away. Like, like, <laughs> I don't want to see that. I don't want to see that again. So, I, you know, I, it doesn't bother me. I, I think it's good for the game. Um, you know, I like it. They still they're just trying to find a way to emulate what the NFL has done and make their sport an event. Um, because Adam Silver has done a damn good job with the NBA being commissioner. He has, he has done a good job. Like he really has. Like I said, with the NBA, I will say what the NBA does really well is it makes its stars. I mean, it, it, it the stars drive the league, and that works. Like that truly does work. Um, problem is they had just played too many. They just played too many damn games in the season. Yeah, the eighty-two. I think they should maybe stick down to like 75, 70. I mean, I would, I would just say like 65, something like that. Like, yeah. they just don't need to play all these goddamn games. Like, because, you know, it gets to the point where they don't matter. And obviously, the players are into this like load management thing. Did you hear about especially that new role the action that they're talking about? Being a thing, especially with the end season tournament being a thing. Well, I thought the end season, I thought the end season tournament uh, was, was a resounding success. Absolutely. I thought it was, I thought it was very successful. I mean, I was interested. Like it got me, it got us talking about basketball way early because usually we don't get into basketball for real until after football season. Absolutely, um, like mid, late February, early March. Yeah, yeah. I just think that it's a, uh, like I said, I meant like I said, those players are phenomenal. Like Joel scored seventy one night, and then he turned around and scored fourteen. But I digress. Yeah. So he's um, big and lumbering. Um, and then what? Uh, he is. Then Luka Doncic, like you know, the day after, scored like sixty or something like uh-huh. that. And then KT scored sixty-two. Yeah. So it is. It is highly. You know, it's a thing that I. And then Devin scored like sixty something. I think one night. Yeah, so it's, it's those things happen, and you know, you get the fan base enthralled because you want to see it. Um. But yeah. It's it's what you it's what you enjoy seeing because those players are who they are. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, but I enjoy, like I said, right now, and and I even say that uh, I'm watching the game with Portland and um and Milwaukee, and Dame has returned to Portland, and, and Portland is playing their ass off because they're leading right now by four, and I was like, oh, okay. Uh, well, you know they got to show up because Damian Lillard's in town, right? And Doc Rivers <laughs> is, the new, is the new coach of uh, is the new coach of the uh, the Bucks. What do you think about that? I think he got like nine lives. 
<laughs> like a cat. I told you, like I said last week, I think they were looking for somebody to kind of stabilize the the, uh, the club room. I think that the old coach pissed off uh, um, Giannis uh, Antetokounmpo. Because usually, like Giannis, Giannis Antetokounmpo, because usually that's what happens. You piss off the star, they're going to choose a star for you. Absolutely. So I, if he goes to the management and is like, I don't want him here no more, then you saw you saw how LeBron did that guy in Cleveland. What's his name? Um, uh, he was a coach at a championship year, too. Um, oh, uh, Mike, uh, Nathan, dude, the black dude with the glasses. I can't. No, 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 no. The white guy. He was from, like, Canada. Oh, I can't think of his name. Yes, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, but he ran his ass out of there because LeBron didn't like him. <laughs> they, were like, right, we'll, they were like, all right, we'll package it. <laughs> it was good knowing you, buddy. <laughs> so I was on ESPN, and I'll delve back and forth a little bit. I was on ESPN today, and they were showing some off-season predictions. And you know, okay. I'm a good, I love watching off-season predictions because it makes me happy. Uh, okay. And one of those predictions was an NFL free agency prediction. And I think I sent a picture to Kenny earlier. She didn't respond. Mm-hmm. But it was Russell Wilson, was being, Russell Wilson signing to be in, to joining forces with the Atlanta Falcons. And so we all know Kenny's love, hate, hate, more hate, love, relationship with his beloved Falcons. Um, mm-hmm. I'm very keen to know, and I and I did that. I screenshotted it and kind of cropped it because I wanted to know what he thinks. And listeners, I want y'all to listen carefully because it's a, it's a thing <laughs> about Russell Wilson joining the Atlanta Falcons. And <laughs> well, okay, so first of all. You know first you of first all, of all, you already got an attitude. Right. <laughs> first of all, let's just let's just let's just cut to the chase. Sierra said, I want to be that closer to my mama now. <laughs> we got to go home. Look, you don't have me up in here in this cold ass Cleveland and this cold no, ass Seattle, and I'm ready to back home to Atlanta so our babies can be near my mama and I can go shopping. That's right. some <laughs> what? Uh, the second thing, the second thing, the Falcons are clearly a rebuilding franchise. They do not need to bring an old veteran in. For what? Like, it just doesn't make any sense to pay him so he can run around, they can lose again, and then he can just leave <laughs> and retire. And then we can be back in the draft trying to get another quarterback again. Well, look, we still like, ain't got no quarterback. And we still ain't, still ain't got no now. motherfucking quarterback. Like, no, 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 absolutely not. Like, let me read it and I think the and I'm just going to read what it says it says you know the new contract with Atlanta we're just you know prediction here three years 36 million dollars or 20 million of it guaranteed that's a lot that's a lot of motherfucking money like no 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 go get into this draft trade up as you need and go get us a, like a young a young quarterback. But you know what? Here, since we're on the subject, because you don't set me off now. Um, <laughs> well, hold before you read that, I'm going to read what they say and how he fits with the Falcons, and I want everybody to listen. Okay. The Falcons learned this season what below average quarterback play can do for a franchise's playoff hopes. Okay, first of all, pause, pause, pause. 
<laughs> whoever the fuck wrote this article, they can fuck all the way off. What do you mean Atlanta learned this year? <laughs> Just saying. Desmond Ritter oh. been there for three years. And then what? We have Marcus Mariota. And then what? You, you Taylor took years to, Right. We took years to get that damn Matt Ryan out that motherfucker. That, that, ugh, that just pissed me off. I'm sorry. Well, owner Arthur Blank and CEO Rich McKay made it clear that they plan to win with this roster. Unfortunately, I only know like four players on that roster, but okay. The team around him would take pressure off of Wilson with playmakers like B. John Robinson, Tyler Aguilar, Drake London, and Kyle Pitts. All set for big roles in 2024. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I... Okay. You can go on now. Uh, <laughs> I mean, uh, those are the people I know on the team. I don't know nobody on the defense. Nobody. They did have a solid... They didn't have any stars, but their defense was solid. Like, it wasn't bad. Um, it wasn't elite, but it certainly was far from inept. Um, and it is very true. And I think that uh, playing devil's advocate here, I'll get out okay. my feelings for I'll get out my feelings for a little bit. You out your feelings, shocker. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get out my feelings for a little bit. Um, I think that what they are aiming to do is they desperately want to keep specifically Kyle Pitts because I think that he has potential to be a really, really great power in this league um, from the tight end position. And we know that running backs have a short shelf life. And Bijan Robinson has potential to be one of the best in the league. And so you know, you want to take advantage of, of that while the iron is hot. One, he's cheap because he's still on a, uh, on a rookie contract. And two, he's super talented. Um, and that is very true. It would take a lot of pressure off of Russell Wilson. So this, this, but this reeks of a move to try to keep them happy rather than realistically, yeah, we're going to bring on Russell Wilson. And then now we have all the pieces to make a run for the Super Bowl. They don't make the playoffs because the division is weak AF. Um, but I, I just it would take it would take somebody um sitting uh Mr. Sierra down. And Not Mr. Sierra. I said it. Um <laughs> sitting Mr. Sierra down, of course, have her in the room because you need to get her, you know, her her buy-in too. And let it be known that we will be drafting a quarterback as the heir apparent with the with the intention of letting this person learn under you and et cetera, because realistically, we don't know how many years you have left. If you are cool with that, if you're not going to turn into our queen of shade, Aaron Rodgers, then, then maybe we can make this work. That is the only way that it will not piss me off to the highest level of passivity. Um, but if they do this this shit like they did with Matt Ryan a second time, I'm literally going to throw myself from a building. Not literally, of course, I'm exaggerating. But, you but know. still, I get you. Yeah. <laughs> it's already bad enough. And also, caveat being to the one, one, the one, again, I'm still playing devil's advocate here. They went out and they hired a defensive coach. And 
the story. The, he went the, and got Zach, uh, your boys, the offensive court passing game coordinator from the Rams. I mean, that don't say a lot, but still. It says something, but still, like, you know, it just, I just, I don't, I just, I just, I, I get very weary of defensive coaches um, drafting young quarterbacks. It just, we don't see a lot of that being very successful. It just it just it just doesn't it just doesn't it doesn't usually pan out. I, I will I will attest to that. Um, I, mm, yeah, it doesn't. But I mean, it's something to think about as we're getting ready to near you know the off season for a lot. And I think that the you know the Falcons have no way to go but up if they put the right piece in place. Now, right, I think Moore, they should go get Justin Fields. That's been my that's by my stance for a while now. I've I've been very vocal about it. I think they need to go get Justin Fields. Huh. I saw a prediction that Justin Fields is headed to Pittsburgh, but that's just my I've been hearing that too. I've been hearing that too. But you know, if that if that's what that's what I think they need to do. They need to go try to get Justin Fields. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Or they can go get Kirk Cousins. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't funny. I know. I'm sorry, girl. <laughs> if you can see my face, if the Falcon take her cousins, girl, that's gonna be funny. I literally just turned red. I mean, he does <laughs> throw the ball a lot. I throw the ball a lot. So what? Oh, <laughs> well, look, well, got it. I just was saying, you know. I, listen, listen. I am just I am just a mere gay podcaster that is here to read the news <laughs> and voice my opinion. So, speaking of speaking of opinions, speaking of opinions, our Queen of Shade is up to it again. I forgot to tell you. Ooh, I heard about that article. Uh-huh. <laughs> Isn't the athletic, right? Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> Yes, I've heard about that, child. You know, the Jets or something else, honey. <laughs> Whole team, just a mess. Just a fucking mess. That's literally what, yeah, that's literally what it was called. I think that the Jets should be burned down and start over. <laughs> From the coach. Even the Queen of Shades, she should go join Bill Belichick and Tom Brady and go sit the fuck down somewhere. I'm tired of her too. I love her to death. I really, really do. But just baby, go go collect your coins. It's fine. You've earned it. Nobody would be mad at you if you did not play again. <laughs> yeah. Except for you, probably. Like, except for herself. I mean, she would be upset because she went out with an Achilles injury four minutes into the game. Well, like so, some of the detail. But first of all, like you know, we've anointed her the Queen of Shade for a reason, um, and I kind of feel like not only has she somehow she somehow like you know heard our show, you know, and and fully embraced her diva era. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but the article discussed how like him and the head coach kind of have more of like a bromance, like frat boy like relationship yeah and like you know how he's dictating a lot of what he wants to see in offense and he made a lot of decisions based on 
making him comfortable and trying to win in the way that he wants to and all that. That's just not how organizations are run, you know? Um, and yeah, I just, you know, I, we all know that our clinician, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers, like is, she's a little off the reservation. We know that. <laughs> <laughs> That bitch said she's a little off the reservation. Like we've known that for a while. We know she's uh-huh. jumped off the deep end a little bit. Like we know that. Um lying high adored, honey. She just runs off. Okay, okay. Uh, uh so yeah, I mean, as much as it pains me to say this, I mean it may be time for her to go ahead and ride off to sunset as well and go on the glory. Because she lost it with me when she was like floating all this stuff, like, ooh, I'm gonna come back this year. And I'm like Come back and do what? Right, exactly. It's like you know, Achilles. Like those, the those don't heal quickly on young people. <laughs> like, <laughs> tell, me, tell me what farm you on so I can go visit it. <laughs> tell me where you at. Like, I, like it don't matter how many like ayahuasca's or, or <laughs> bird trees you or darkness retreats you go on. Right, or, no, they know, don't. They don't sweat as you sit in. That's not that that's not how that works. Like <laughs> now, if you know something, I don't. <laughs> you tell a bitch, I ain't got that kind of money, but I'm gonna see what happens. Right. I but I do have a speaking of the Jets. What do you think? And I listen, this is just far fetched, and I know you're probably gonna say hell to the no. Mm-hmm. Zach Wilson to the Falcons. Hell no. See, he told you. Hell no. Zach Wilson is awful. Awful. Right. Like we've we've and we've a better had, program. No, and Baker Mayfield is awful, but you see what right. you Right. No, 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 no. Don't be sending me no damn crash test dummies. Like, hell no. Nah. <laughs> and let's talk about it. Because Baker Mayfield, only reason why he made the playoffs, because let's not forget he had a losing record, is because he was in a sorry ass conference. Fair. Let's not get carried away. <laughs> I just I listen. Let's not get carried away here. Like, no. And, and let me tell you, they're going to fuck around and put too much trust in him next year, and they're going to fuck around to find out. And mark my words on that one. Girl. Well, I no said Zach Wilson. <laughs> I wish you would. I like, play. I mean, I he's going to come real cheap. It, uh, you get what you pay for. <laughs> you so honored. No. I Zach really Wilson. Zach Wilson going to be sitting on somebody's sideline holding a clipboard with a headphone set on next year. (laughs) Fair. Fair. Uh, We do have one more fan question, and I did look it up because I wanted to make sure it was still in there. Uh, (laughs) Wilson. Wilson is from uh, Santa, also another Santa Clara Capone, but he is a Lakers fan. Okay. Uh, This is funny to me. Lakers, what's next? That's all it says. (laughs) <laughs> oh, so um, uh, you don't even know what to say. Neither do I. That's why I said to you. Well, I mean, I do know, but I just don't. The know Lakers what... roster reminds me of a makeshift of a expansion team that just threw the team together. Well, they um. They've they've severely kind of screwed themselves over because they didn't listen to me. 
okay. Fair enough. That bitch said they ain't listening to me. Because they decided to continue to put their trust in Anthony Davis. I'm like, what what else do y'all need to see from him? And so, you know, you mess around and paid Anthony Davis. You're expecting LeBron to be consistently superhuman for y'all to be able to win. Have you seen, I don't have it in front of me, but have you seen the point differential between when he's on the floor and when he's not? Yes. It's grotesque. <laughs> I Look, I've noticed it and seen it. It's, it's, it's absolutely grotesque. It makes no sense whatsoever. So, essentially... As long as I mean, because they're I know because I'm pretty sure they're far into luxury tax, um, but they they've really hamstrung themselves by putting their trust in Anthony Davis when they really have no objective reason to to do that. I mean, the only credit I can give him is he stayed relatively healthy the last you know he as of late. Yeah, yeah, like he stayed relatively healthy, but he's so streaky, he's inconsistent, and you just can't trust him. So, um, what's next is they're basically going to be awful until LeBron decides to leave. Um, and or they just need to burn that shit down and start all over. I say burn it down and start over and fire Dwayne Ham while you're at it. Right. Because you're the Lakers. Like, you can go out and woo any free agent Anybody that you want you wanted to. to. So, get from under those contracts and move on. But like, I, 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 but like I said, I doubt they're going to do that. I doubt they're going to sit around. They're going to let LeBron do what he wants to do till he's done doing it. And they're just going to be this, like what they are, like mediocre at best. Mediocre at best. They'll have their nights when they look when they look brilliant, and then they'll get, go get, they'll go get beat by like the worst team in the league the next night. <laughs> that's what they do. Yeah, that is a fair assessment. I just was like, well, what do we do now? Uh, it's interesting. Go cheer for the Clippers, you. maybe? Huh? <laughs> they go cheer for the Clippers, maybe? Uh, <laughs> that means cheer for Jake and the fat man. I ain't got it. <laughs> I ain't got it. Mm-mm. I thought about Look, now that you said that, I was like, uh, no. Jake and the fat man still on the team. Mm-mm. I <laughs> no, but I, I choose not to. That's that the book. I nah, I love the Lord like Whitney Houston. I ain't got it. Mm-mm. For y'all don't know when he says Jake and the Fat Man, he's referring to James Harden. Look, <laughs> yeah, that is what I'm referring to. I I tried. I I have tried. I even tried. To, I was like, let me enjoy him while he's on the Clippers. Nope, can't do it. Mm-mm. Well, I you know I uh, you know I. I I mean I I mean I, I I mean I have such a visceral reaction to him as you do, but you know I've I've yours is to the Harden. Falcons minus to James Harden and that guy and the Cowboys. The list gets longer and longer as time goes on, but very true. Yeah, well, I ended my James Harden experiment a long time ago. So, well, you know it it happens. Um, mm-hmm. I was going to discuss the NBA trade deadline, but I it just slipped my mind on what I wanted to talk about because you know this old age that I got. Uh, mm-hmm. But chocolate milk was always going to take a moment, so you might as well just. Ugh. It's an interesting one, and I sent the question over earlier. Uh, Max, Max is from Madison, Wisconsin. Okay, college uh, town. Max is newly gay. 
uh, 22 years old. Uh, you said newly gay or clearly gay? Newly. Ho. Okay. <laughs> oh, she got my nerves. <laughs> clearly gay. I don't know this person. He's going to have me hemmed up on the internet like they did when the Bucks won. Absolutely not. <laughs> you can get me together, bitch. I mean, you, I don't know. Listen, you clearly gay. I don't know why I said that. Oh, yeah. Honey, I'm, a, I'm a lady, honey. That would just be a lady, honey. <laughs> Go ahead. So, <laughs> Max would like to know, uh, and it states, "I've fallen in love, but I'm not sure if it's where I, if if it's where I want to be or what I want to do." Help. Yeah. Okay. How Interesting. Twenty two. Yes. You know, Twenty two, honey. I was soon listen. He's newly gay. <laughs> yeah, newly gay. Okay. Um, so you, you're, you're in the, you're in the, some will say enviable, others may say, you know, unenviable, but it just depends on your perspective. I would, I would say that it's very enviable because this is a part where it's fun and exciting and adventurous. Everything smells like baby powder and kids milk. It's lovely. Right. So this is the time. This is the time to explore and figure things out and learn about yourself and really learn about what you want and what you need and how to set boundaries, which is going to become extremely important. And um and how to advocate for yourself and having that clear understanding of what you will and won't put up with. And we're over really appreciating what it is that you deserve. Um, and young people don't tend to understand those things. And why would you? Because, you know, you're just like trying to figure things out. So um, was the question, what should I do or what is, what is I'm not sure if this is where I want to be. So what do I do and help? I guess okay. advice, so to speak. Okay. Wait. When it said... He's not it's, sure if he wants to be in. So in essence, he's not sure if he wants to be in love or it's just a space that he should be in. Okay. At this, um, at all this, right, so let me break that up. Age. Yeah, let me break that up in pieces. So um, there's no such thing as what you should and shouldn't be in at any time. Um, you know, there's no, there's no right. A lot of times there's no right or wrong way to go about things. There's just a way. And I'm not one that believes in putting up artificial boundaries to things when they're not there. You know, like it's going to be full of experiences. And so, you know, as long as caveat being um, this guy is respectful to you and he treats you the way that you deserve to be treated, then absolutely not. I don't think there's anything wrong with it, Um, you know, regardless if you're young. Uh, I just, you know, I, I like, I just suggest that you keep perspective and just recognize that, you know, this may not be the end all be all of it in all likelihood and more than likely it's not, but it doesn't change the fact that you can't explore and get to know this, know this person and, you know, have an intimate connection and those things and just kind of see what it's about and learn from it. And, you know, and you never know what could develop, but also, have the perspective that yeah like if it doesn't um 
you make sure that you choose yourself when necessary. And again, like I said, the biggest thing, the only thing that concerns me in it is, is that this man respects you and he treats the way that you, you the, the way that you deserve to be treated. As long as those things are true, then I say go for it, you know, just, and just, you know, and just, uh, Remain, remain an individual, <laughs> you know, continue to see and love on your friends, continue to do the things that you enjoy doing, continue to have a, a firm boundary between yourself and him and whatever may develop or whatever the case may be. And make sure that you are respected and treated in a way that you know and deserve you to be treated. Other than that, don't overthink it. Yeah, I'm gonna take a different approach. Okay. <laughs> where's, where's the whole phase in this conversation? How you know he had it already? I didn't say he didn't. I just said, you know, in my just... 20s, you know, in my twenties, I I mean, about my by my twenty two, I had like three boyfriends. The worst part about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thank God for Jesus, honey. <laughs> Thank God for Jesus, because listen, I, mm, I don't even know where I would be. Mm. Back to you, uh, baby. Sorry, I had left here for a second. I was about to say, like, do you have a moment? <laughs> yeah, I did. Um, what I would say, though, is, you know, I always, I always share that. At any age, love has no no time, no space, no age. It just it shows up, uh, and you can either answer the door or you can let it come in by itself, willingly or unwillingly. Uh, and I've you know I've heard stories of people falling in love very young and, and making it far and beyond. Uh, I, as that says, but what I will tell you is that enjoy the life. Enjoy the the process is what I mm-hmm. say. Enjoy the process, no matter what it is. And if in your heart you wake up one morning and go, "Eh, I don't want to do this," but that's the process that you are learning. Uh, don't be afraid to open your mouth. Don't be afraid to say it, um, because once again, this is your story after all, your masterpiece, and you get to write it by yourself every day, all day. Uh, so yeah, that definitely would be one of those moments where I would say, if you just don't feel it. Say to yourself, okay, this is something new because this, and I can't say this, well, yes, I can. This won't be your last time. Uh, unless this ain't the 50s, ain't the 40s, where once we get together at 18, we together till we're 90. Uh, but to, it's enjoy the, and the one thing, and I'll say it again, is enjoy the process. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a learning experience one way or the other. Uh, but like Kenny said, make sure he respects you. He understands you. Uh, and in this process, make sure you guys enjoy each other together. And if one of you don't know an answer to something, like I said, the best part of no, it's like, it's like coffee. The best part of waking up is folders in your cup. They just learn, learn each time and every time you guys learn each other together. Uh, so that's what makes it beautiful. Uh, so yes. You in in Madison, Wisconsin. I hell, I don't know what's there anyway. So you ain't got nothing but time. 
No, well, I mean, Madison's actually, I mean, it's a mid, it's a mid-sized town. It's a, it's a college town because that's where the University of Wisconsin is. You just train just a little black man that just travels these random ass places. I mean, I've, I've actually never been to Madison, but I've been to, you know, I have family in Racine, Wisconsin. Oh yeah, you did. I remember when you yeah. went out there to visit a while ago. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you know, I, I just, uh, you know, I one thing I will say is that. There is no need to be thinking about <laughs> right. to be concerning your with yourself with like oh you know years from now or you know next year or whatever the case may be. Just be in the moment, and if it feels good to you, if he's good to you, then you know I, I say like I said, just go with it. And like I said, you know, and I, I yeah, I'll, I'll speak a little bit of my own experience. Like my first, my first love, I was I was twenty one, I was. 21, 22, I think it was 21, whatever the case may be. You know, and I loved him. It was cute. We had a little young puppy love and everything was fine. And, you know, we had a great time. You know, fucked a lot, you know, drank. <laughs> Ooh, your it, mouth is awful. Oh, really? I'm a lady, honey. I don't, I don't feel really? Uh huh. Anywho, um, and yeah, but then it got to the yeah, you know, but then it got to the point where we just kind of like grew apart and it was like we both young and this was fun and it just kind of organically just we just went our separate ways. And it wasn't wasn't ugly. I don't have any any negative feelings about it. It was just my first love. And I look back on him very fondly. Um so yeah, that's I mean, and it could be just that, or it could be something else. We don't know. But you never know if you don't play the game or you don't get in the game. Um, and, you know, I do agree with Glenn that there is, I guess there is some, there is value to a whole phase as long as it is something that is for your self-empowerment and liberation and on your terms. Correct. Um, but also... That's not something that you have to force it, you know, and there's no age limit on it either. <laughs> um, I, I don't think that that's something that you, you don't you don't have to orchestrate this 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 storybook, you know, arc of how things are supposed to go. Um, I think that you just, you know, let things come to you in the way that you protect yourself and make sure it's healthy for you, just by keeping those boundaries and keeping your, uh, you know, just trying to cultivate a strong sense of self and really sticking up for that. Um, caveat being, because I think it's conspicuous. We don't know how old this other person is. And, you know, what, what, what's the young man's name again? Max. Max. Max, you didn't tell me how old this man is. Oh, I was like I said, I told you he was 22, but okay, we're talking. No, about I'm, talking about the, I'm talking about the man he's in love with. Now it doesn't say in the in the in the question. Okay, I know that. Now I know, and this is this is this is uh, this is a personal thing. So y'all don't be writing into me and carrying carrying on about this. But um, at that age, at them formative years, I am not one that buys these little like you know these little fairy tale stories and try to like you know explain to me about like you know older men getting with young boys or whatever the case may be like you know it's a, this man is like you know 
40s plus, if he's old enough to be your daddy, if he's older than your daddy, if he's close enough to be any of that, um, that's a big red flag to me because that's not, that's just not, I don't find that to be a normal part of human development. I just can't imagine at my big age at 41, what the fuck am I going to do talking to a 22 year old? (laughs) I ain't got nothing to say to you. We ain't got nothing to talk about. You don't know my life. You don't know my sensibilities. You don't know what I'm going through. And I don't know you what you're going through either. We have nothing to do. <laughs> and so nothing at all. Nothing at all. And so I'm very, I'm very circumspect when it comes to that. I know that people like to sit up here and you know, do all that bullshit aging up number. You see it time and time again. You see it all over the city, whatever the case may be. I'm not one of those. I'm I'm looking at you with a good side eye. Not you. Cause you're the young man. I'm looking at the old man. <laughs> fuck, we gonna talk about? Like, right. Listen, because the older man, I'm like, okay, what's wrong with you? What happened? What's your issue? Because right. nothing, 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 nothing should be should, should be should, should be uh, pushing you to be interested in somebody that much more significantly younger than you are, unless you got some issues. My personal opinion. I'm sorry, but it hasn't been proven wrong. So I'm going to stand on it. That's how I feel. Fair assessment. Fair assessment. So, Max, there is your answer. I don't know how long you've been watching the show, uh, listening to it, watching, say, yeah. Uh, listening to the show. But yeah, it's uh, love comes naturally. And like I said, if you, if you would like to tell us how old he is, great. If not, that's okay too. But no, nah, tell me. Ooh, she's so, <laughs> that's because she knows it. Uh, she you know, knows pro- it. you know, you know, I'm protective of our babies, and she's from Atlanta, so she a little hood. Mm-hmm. And I know, and don't get me wrong, I know Max, you twenty year old grown man, but still, <laughs> but still, but still, I'm protective because I don't. I she I, I, I truly... as fast as she used to, but she she got she still got it, Max. Look, I'm still burly, so I get it. Look, I, I'm still burly. If I get a hand on you, right? So she might become a little winded. So if he get a little head thaw, you might make it. Uh, <laughs> no, she all. No, right. I'm for real. I'm for real. I don't play that shit. I don't. I, get I don't. It. I, I don't. I really don't. Sidebar. So one time, <laughs> he told you she old, honey. That's what she gonna do. She gonna get a rocket chair sooner or later, y'all. Y'all gonna listen to her. She gonna get a rocket. I can't wait, bitch. No, oh, that's just what, no. Okay, listen, with, with a cocktail. But anywho, um, <laughs> um, true story. Um, this happened. Oh God, like, I was in my twenties when this happened. So it's a long time ago. And I went to this party, and there was this older guy there, very conspicuously with this younger guy. And you know, we were all looking like this. Don't feel right, like. I felt dirty looking at him, but you know, whatever, none of my business, not my monkey, not my service. But I had a nosy friend. Nervous <laughs> had a nosy friend. I had a nosy friend. Um, I'm not gonna say his name on here, but like uh, I had a nosy friend. And so he got to Googling on his phone and all that. Tell me why this old man was a registered sex offender. Oh no. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> and I was like, "See, 
See, that's that's, that's, that's what I'm talking about. That's uh-huh. what I'm talking about. And it's, you know, I'm going to get on a small soapbox right here because we got a couple minutes left. Um, <laughs> this one, you know, the uh, I, our, our, our sisters, our lesbian sisters tend to do better with this. And by and large, the non-binary and trans community tends to do better with this as well. Um, but what I don't like is that there should be some kind of sense of mentorship, for lack of a better term, for like, you know, looking out for and trying to protect gay youth. And I'm specifically talking to like, you know, gay men right now. And, and so what I dislike a lot is where there are, and I see this a lot in Atlanta because they seem to flock here for some reason, but, you know, these young gay men that are looking to find a way, make a way, you know, getting out on their own, trying to make sense of the world or whatever the case may be. Right. And rather than be, you know, be some kind of, you know, positive influence. No, you just want to fuck them. I don't, I don't like that. Right. I just don't. Like it irks me. It it truly irks me that 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 there are. I'm not going to paint with a with a broad stroke, but there are gay men out there who are more than willing to take advantage of a young man who don't know where his ass from his elbow and don't know which way is up. And I just I I truly have a problem with that. And that's not to say that Max, you're one of those people. I'm sure you're not. Like you're you're likely quite educated if you're in Madison. Or at least had the good sense to call, you know, to ask us a question. So I mean, <laughs> but also, but also, with that being said, there's just no substitute for experience and living life, and you know, you'll come to see that. Um, so that's my soapbox. I'm sorry, I'm done. <laughs> I'll say I'm done. <laughs> Well, I didn't want to get too preachy, but that one, like, you know, that's a thing. That's a thing for me. Like, it really is. Like, it's a thing. I love y'all. The older my sister gets, the wiser she gets, and she gets real. I love it, though. She makes me happy. I'm it makes saying. me happy. I'm just that saying. She gets old and she gets the wiser. We all just going to be right here. Um, I had this young boy in my face like a couple weeks ago. And he was a sweet guy. We'll go play checkers. <laughs> oh yeah, he he was a young guy. He was really sweet, and like you know, and he was obviously interested in me. And you know, and I, you know, I did let him down gently. I was like, you know, I don't. I, I, I'm sorry. I, I I'm I'm. I, we can't. I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> and yeah, the same. Well, I'm mature for my age. Yeah, that's what all young people say. <laughs> that's what they all say I, I, I thought I was mature for my age trust me I was not I, I, was, I, was, a, I was a raging young asshole huh? I, I, I couldn't tell my ass from my funny bone <laughs> but you're supposed to but you're supposed to, like you really are. Like you're supposed to be young and, and, and you know, and you're gonna make mistakes. It's gonna happen. And you, and you know, it's if you you're, you're gonna it, it's gonna happen. It's it's just it's just one of those things, but it's just important 
the way to make sure those things aren't detrimental is and, and don't become like significant consequences as long as you respect yourself and make sure everybody respects you and you know boundaries 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 extremely important boundaries mm-hmm. have them hold them and make sure that you that you make sure that you like you you honor them because they, 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 it will keep you out of a lot of trouble Well, we would like to thank everyone for attending the first Who That Rises Up first gospel AME Pentecostal Baptist Church of Gay Christ. It was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it was amazing, wasn't it? We'll have service next week, uh, Wednesday, uh, 7.30. We passed the plate about 7.15. We'll get it out the way early. Right. Did we just have altar call? <laughs> <laughs> we want to thank everyone for joining us. Uh, uh, we gonna do. We gonna see everybody at the fish fry. But this week's song is uh, uh, "City Girls." We don't want no shit. <laughs> right, we, don't, we don't want no shit, honey. Uh, who shit that tickled me? You tell we get no, honey. I love every minute of it. But <laughs> we have come to an end of another fabulous episode of Who That Rises Up Sports Talk with that gay twist. Okay, uh, as you can see. Uh, Reverend Kenny has got off her, her good pride pedal, so I loved every minute of it. I can just say that for the night. <laughs> uh, make sure everybody's tip, uh, tip the jar as y'all weigh out because we don't want no shit. We got shit to do. Uh, and yes, this church cusses, honey, because I don't want no shit. You hoes don't play fair. Uh, <laughs> as always, you know where to find us. Of course, Instagram with who underscore that rises up. Uh, Facebook, Kenny and Glenn at Who That Rises Up. And of course, our Gmail, Kenny and Glenn at Who That Rises Up. Yeah, Kenny and Glenn, Who That Rises Up at gmail.com. Uh, of course, next week we will be back. Uh, it is Mardi Gras here in New Orleans. So, of course, I will post pictures of that. I have to dance on Sunday, ride on Friday, on Sunday. Uh, okay. Yeah, I will be a very busy woman this weekend. But I, yeah, I want to see the pictures. Yeah, it will be a good time. I will be tired, but it, we will be there. Okay. Uh, we will be there. Um, also, uh, next week we have the NBA trend deadline coming up, uh, and we will be getting ready for Super Bowl Sunday. So we will be getting ready for Super Bowl Sunday, which is February the 11th, and the us, uh, the, the game that's happening during the Usher concert. Right. <laughs> the game that's doing the Usher concert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I, can't, I can't wait to see it because I, you know, I want to see it. Uh, so, with that being said, as always, and I say to you guys each and every episode, sports is for everyone, including you. Good night, everybody. Good night, loves. Love.